8.45, quarter till nine on this Groundhog Day Thursday morning. And you know we talked a couple of weeks ago about this snafu where, for whatever reason, the notice sent out to jurors in Orleans Parish Criminal Court wasn't changed to allow uh, for a change in state law that excluded felons from being jury members if it was five years after their conviction. And I'm giving you the thumbnail sketch of that. But it led us to think about, well, elections have consequences, and is there uh, any benefit to having judges elected or appointed, or is there a difference? And we invited Douglas Keith, counsel in the democracy program at the Brennan Center for Justice, on to help us sort it out, uh, sort it all out. Good morning, Douglas. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time with us. Is there, um, how would you even go about determining which is better or, or fairer, more effective, more efficient, whether to have an appointed or an elected judge? You know, it's hard because there's uh, there are a number of different values at stake when you're thinking about how to pick judges. And sometimes those values are in conflict with one another. Do you want the most public accountability possible, because then you, you probably want an election. Do you want um, transparency? Maybe, maybe that, that uh, favors an election or some other process where the public gets to see everything going on. Um, do you want the highest quality judges um, with sort of evaluated by their legal peers? Well, well now that, that maybe doesn't mean an election. That means some other system that allows for that kind of evaluation since most members of the public are not lawyers and so they're not going to be able to evaluate judges that way. Uh, and so I, I, I don't know that there's necessarily a best. I think it's a question of figuring out which, one of, which of these values are most important to us uh, and trying to design a system that, that best balances all of them. Is there a norm around the country state uh, for states or is it evenly split? So the majority of states use elections at some point in the process, Um, looking just at states' highest courts, state Supreme Courts. 38 states use some kind of election, um, eight states partisan elections, 14 states nonpartisan elections. Candidates still run against each other. They just don't have party labels next to their names. Uh, And in 16 states, they use things called retention elections, where judges don't run against anyone, but voters get to say yes or no as to whether that judge gets another term. Um, So elections really are, they are common across the country, but the devil's really in the details because these elections operate very differently from state to state. Some people would say if they're appointed, it takes the politics out, but that's not necessarily true, is it? That is not necessarily true. Um, the uh, It's funny, judicial elections actually came about as uh, a reform tool to get the politics out of judging, um, which and those politics had come in through the appointment system. There was a lot of fear and reality that judges were being picked in literal smoke-filled rooms by governors uh, who were making sure that only their friends got on the bench. And the thinking was, if you push this out into the open, if you give the public a say, it'll actually remove politics from the process, even though you're making an election. Now, it's an important question, how are judicial elections operating today? Because certainly the maybe the politics have crept back in in, in ways that that folks didn't anticipate, um, but at least the origin story of judicial elections is one to get politics uh, to play a smaller role in the process. So I could see where a case could be made that, well, you know what, if if judges are appointed, 
then you're going to have nepotism and favoritism. But yet I can also see where if judges are elected, then maybe they realize that criminals and criminals' families vote as well and that maybe they would be less inclined to either not grant bail or um, maybe reduce sentences, et cetera. What about that aspect? So certainly judges that are elected, they feel the electoral pressure, and there's a lot of research showing that they they change their behavior when they're up for election, but it it is not in favor of defendants in criminal cases. It is always to be more harsh um, as their elections are coming up. Um, There's, uh, especially at these, the trial courts, those judges doing the sentencing and setting the bail, there's a lot of evidence of something that researchers call sentencing cycles, where judges will, they'll get elected, they'll get on the bench, they'll start issuing sentences that are of a, you know, a pretty average length. And then as their election approaches, those sentences get longer and longer and longer as they try to appear tougher on crime as election day approaches. And then once they get reelected, they actually go back to what their their senses were in the beginning. They go back to that that average. Um, so there's a lot of evidence that elections actually cause judges to be harsher on crime as, as election day approaches. Counselor, are you telling me that Lady Justice might be peeking from behind that blindfold? Uh, I'm saying that our the ways we have of, of picking judges today uh, are putting pressures on judicial decision-making that I think no one thinks are a good idea or should be part of a, a judge's decision-making process. Uh, let, me yeah. take a, let me take a quick break. We'll pick it up. We can come back. Douglas Keith, Counsel and Democracy Program at the Brennan Center for Justice. If you have any questions or comments, 504-260-1870 about judges. Is it better to have them appointed or, and even better in and of itself isn't a, a subjective term, but is it better to have them appointed or elected? 851-9-9, traffic now, WWL. 856-4-9, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking with Douglas Keith, counsel in the Democracy Program at the Brennan Center for Justice about is there a advantage to electing judges as opposed to appointing them? And what what is a nationwide study show? I do know this. Back in 2017, some researchers at LSU found that when LSU football loses, Louisiana judges give harsher sentences to black juveniles if they were graduates of LSU, which certainly I don't think is of uh, is fair. I don't think Lady Justice would approve of that. Let's put it that way. So, Douglas, um, somebody texted in. I think it's a good question. Appointed by whom? Because that that has a lot to do with it as well, right? It's a great question. Again, the devil's in the details here. You could have an appointment system where uh, you know it's got all the perspectives from the state that you think should be a part of that process. Um, often, uh, the governors are, are ones making appointments. Um, but if it's a state where there's big differences from different in different parts of the state as to what the values are or um, just different conditions in the state, do you really want the governor deciding, you know, who should be uh, judges in different parts of the state? Should someone else be in charge of deciding who um, who is ultimately appointed to the to be a judge and what perspective should be in the room when they're evaluating uh, candidates? Um, so certainly appointment systems, too, have have their problems. And some of those pressures that I mentioned, you know, uh, judges thinking, seeing their election around the corner and changing their behavior, there's also evidence that that shows up in appointment systems. Uh, in lots of systems where judges are appointed, they have to get reappointed every few years. 
uh, and some judges seem to change their behavior as their reappointment approaches. Mm. Uh, and so uh, these these pressure, pressures have a way of creeping in. Yeah, we mentioned evaluating. What about vetting of, of judges or legal minds? I don't know how you would determine that if if there's uh, the public is better able to uh, elect a qualified judge as opposed to, again, depending on who you're talking about, legislature, et cetera, appointing uh, a qualified judge, a brilliant legal mind, so to speak. Or is it about that or fairness or both? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's about both. And even even sort of qualified and quality, what do we mean? There's lots of lots of folks who are probably qualified to be judged based on the number of years that they've been practicing law. But does are you talking about someone who's, uh, you know, a, a real intellect going to going to write those lengthy decisions that are going to be held up for years? Are you talking about someone who's bringing that sense of fairness to the bench? What, what do we mean by quality? And different states, they, they do that vetting process differently uh, in lots of states. Uh, legislators themselves, they get to decide who sits on the commission. So they have to appoint a couple lawyers to the commission. Um, but often they're they're appointing folks that agree with them. Uh, in some states, uh, the deans of law schools sit on the commission, and so they do the vetting. Uh, and so there's lots of different folks that, get, that could be part of that process. Interesting, sir. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I really do. Have a good day. Thanks for having me. Douglas Keith, counsel in the Democracy Program at the Brennan Center for Justice. And it is interesting, if you think about it, to make a case. You can make a case for or against either being elected or being appointed. When we come back, 